0: All right, you're now tuned in to the follow through with Clips and Drew, the true players podcast, episode 252. Kawhi and John Wall both make their debut for the Clippers in Seattle. The 21st annual GM survey came out. We are going to break down the best questions. The Vegas over under on wins were dropped. And quite possibly, the biggest scandal in sports is my final thought. It's the follow-through with Clips and Drew. Drew, kick that intro music. What up, podcast world? What's up everybody? You know what it is, you know where you're at. It's the Follow Through with Clips of Drew, the True Players Podcast, episode 252. I am pumped for this one, Drew. I have my broccoli chips from Trader Joe's. <laughs> they sound I know absolutely disgusting. So bad. <laughs> but they are delicious. Uh I got my ice cold iced tea like I always do. I'm yep. just pre- I'm pretending like these broccoli fries are like Doritos. There you um, go. They t- they're not bad, Drew. If if anybody listens to the show is Trader Joe's uh, you guys know I love it. It's not yeah. a bad snack. If you like the crunch, you know, no, you need no, a little... and
1: it's, it's, it's got to be a lot better for you than, uh, than Doritos, right? 190
0: calories for the bag,
1: That's nine not bad grams, grams at all. of
0: fat. No, low carb. Clips is low carb now. Uh, you know, ever since I stopped drinking, you know what it is. Hey, uh, I'm stoked. Preseason is finally here. Uh, we got to yeah. see a lot. Uh, of the players we haven't seen in a long time play last night. We got Kawhi. We got John wall. We got Jamal Murray back in Denver, MPJ, Benjamin Simmons, Dame, AD. Everybody's back. Everybody's ready to hoop. Uh, I'm going to start with the Clippers. Uh, I was shocking, right? Yeah. But uh, the Kawhi debut in Seattle was awesome. Uh, the city of Seattle showed up and showed out last night. It was a sold out crowd. Uh, balmer hyped the crowd like only <laughs> steve balmer can do it was pretty awesome there was there was a lot of sonics jerseys there there was a lot of portland yeah. trailblazer jerseys there a lot of clipper jerseys there um they brought out the supersonic legends they had deadlift shrimp they had uh you know gp was sitting courtside they had sean kemp and let me tell you man Time has not been good to our boy, Sean Kemp, has not been good to our guy, Sean. Uh, they had the legend, George Carl, there. And then, of course, yeah. the godfather of Seattle basketball and Clipper legend himself, uh, Jamal Crawford, was sitting courtside yeah. as well. I think Lenny was there, too. Lenny Wilkins. Lenny was sitting there. He was courtside. They brought it all out. I mean, Seattle yeah. went all out for this. Ballmer, if you haven't seen what he said before the game, go out there and listen because uh, he, he was just hype as hype as he can be uh had a great shout out to the old owner old owner of the sonics uh Mm -hmm. who was his mentor and really good friend and you know what dude just get this fucking city a basketball team get them a basketball team
1: coming i think that's the nice part it's only a, a we're a few years away i think you know there's a lot of rumors and all this stuff but i think it's pretty you could go ahead and put it down like if 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 any uh gambling sites are taking prop bets on where the, the expansion teams would go put your money on seattle it's going to happen
0: well it has to happen they have this billion dollar arena too that's like, like just yeah they redid it
1: they redid the whole thing
0: it looks it great is, it's beautiful and oh, you can just t- yeah. again selling out for a preseason game is is pretty awesome and just everybody was so hyped i mean obviously everybody was coming to see Kawhi and John Wall and just have a basketball game in Seattle. But I, I got a bone to pick really fast before we get into the preseason. Um, and I know Clipper Nation feels me on this. So if you didn't know, the Clippers and KTLA 5 came up with a great idea to have. Uh, they were going to do four preseason games on KTLA 5, and then they were going to do 11 regular season games. So people can watch. It's free. Channel five.
1: This is, a, this is a local television channel is what you're talking about KTLA, yeah, for people that don't live in Southern California.
0: Yeah. Basic cable. You're able to watch the game. I was kind of hyped on it back in the day. You know, Clippers used to be on KCOP channel 13. We had some games on channel five as well. So I was all for it. So, you know, I have like 20 different streaming services. I have everything. I got Hulu. I got Peacock. I got direct TV live stream. I've got Paramount plus I got Amazon prime. I've got it all. And. When I go to watch the game, I go to DirecTV, there's no chance. There's two, there's four, there's seven, there's nine, there's 13. There's no five, Drew, no five. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, the, the, this this is not good. So uh hit my boy Air Mag up. Shout out to Air Mag. I'm like, bro, how are you watching this game? Where is it at? And he's like, I can't find it. So anyways, <laughs> I get the KTLA app, okay? And he's like, that's going to be, that'll solve it. We'll get the t- KTLA app <laughs> on the smart TV, got yeah. the app immediately blacked out like they 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 did not uh estimate the amount of people that are going to try to watch preseason this was for the first game against the spanish team or the israeli team excuse me right yes Uh, and and they just didn't i'm sure they didn't think about how many people are going to be on their app trying to watch this game so didn't get to see the first game had to watch highlights drew you know me bro wow i was livid right so is this the you, bad omen to the Clippers' season
1: clips that you don't start with their me, most important season of all time and and you're blacked out and the and the Clipper fans are blacked. that can't watch it. Can't don't see s- the return of Kawhi. This is bad news, man.
0: No, this is KTLA completely fumbling the bag. So, <laughs> and what's funny is Air Mag the next morning sent me a sent me a text which was a tweet from Bally Sports saying from here on out the Clippers will be on Bally Sports. So KTLA yeah. messed that up, but they still. Had the game last night, which is the Kawhi Leonard debut. It's all I cared about. I wanted to see my boys. I want to see everybody fully healthy on the court. I got the KTLA app. It's running fine. It's live. They're talking talking about the Clipper game tonight. In the half hour, we got the Clippers versus the Portland Trail Blazers. <laughs> They're doing pre-games. They're doing all this, right? 7.30 comes along. Cooking in California comes oh, on. No. It's th- this woman cooking in California with special guest Martha Stewart. I said, you guys got to be shitting me right now oh no <laughs> long story short ktla you're done i'm over you thank god for nba <laughs> league pass for whatever reason got got to let me watch the game last night even though you're not supposed to because right. lakers and clippers are both uh blacked out when that happens but anyway,
1: i wonder if the league adjusted that like i wonder if that got back to the, the the broadcast team of the nba and they allowed for the the local fans to not black it out plus the game was in seattle so maybe there was some sort of loophole that because the clippers weren't at home they were allowed to do that but either way i it sounds like it saved the day
0: well i think it's funny you say that because i now it's making sense because the ktla logo was in the top right Mm. during the league pass broadcast so Mm. maybe maybe they just let that roll either way i got to see the game we got to see Kawhi debut uh he was slated to play nine to 14 minutes he played 16 three for eight field goals 11 4 2 and 2 uh and in true Kawhi fashion was showered and in street clothes after halftime was literally changed out of the jersey in street clothes um it was really great to see everybody man we got to finally see john wall uh everybody everybody played last night except for like terrence Mann took the night off marcus morris was having a child another child uh congrats yeah jason preston didn't play last night but At the end of the day,
1: is he supposed to be able to play? Yeah, Preston is he back from the Achilles?
0: Yeah, Preston played in the first game against uh, the the Maccabi. Oh, yeah. Played in that game, and then I think they were just trying to get everybody else some burn uh, in last night's game. But hey, man, I was impressed. I got to see you know John Wall came off the bench. I mean, the Clippers had a really horrible shooting night. It was it was pretty bad. Uh, Mm -hmm. John Wall had fourteen minutes. He was one for four, one for one on three. Had five dimes. Uh, I thought he was a little passive in his minutes. Like he gave up uh, drives for, for some kickouts, which, you know, again, you haven't played in an NBA game in a year. I was expecting some rust. Um,
1: We saw that everywhere. Yeah. I mean, bad shooting and rust was happening all over the place.
0: Oh, air balls were everywhere, bro. Yeah. yeah. uh, Reggie was two for seven. Norm was one for 11. Brandon Boston, junior three for 11. But did you get to watch the boys last night at all?
1: I got to – well, it's because the Laker game was on at the same time. So, I, I did – I did what I thought was was the pertinent thing. I knew you were going to catch the Clipper game. So, I figured, hey, let me catch the Laker game. So, I didn't get to see the first quarter where all the action was. I got to tap in a little bit uh, to see the bench guys run around in the second and third quarters. Uh, but that was relatively useless. I mean, there are a lot of guys on the floor that aren't necessarily going to be on there during the regular season. And I did see, of course, the uh, the highlights – so it was great to see Kawhi hit that three with Nurkic. first shot of
0: the game, dog. Wet
1: Nurkic is playing off him for some reason. <laughs> like all Kawhi's been doing is stationary jump shooting for the last whatever months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like maybe get up on him, make him go around you a little bit, test that, test that knee out. But uh, yeah, I got to see that one drop. I got to see John Wall's bucket go in, and yeah, it's you know, it last night was so much fun because all like so many teams were were playing, so we're seeing highlights come from all over the place. Uh and it is it feels good, man. It feels good. We got we got actual hoops happening. It's exciting, even though it is, you know, the fleeting moments that we all get from our from our starting units out there. But oh, it was I think awful. like
0: Luke Luke played like six minutes, hit one yeah. three, then he's out for the night. <laughs> um, you know, this is the time to overreact during the preseason because we're gonna overreact to a couple things that happened this week. Yeah, but uh look, man. I w- obviously, I was excited about Kawhi. I was excited about John Wall. Paul George looked great, looked extremely fluid. He had an interview prior to the our first preseason game that I posted on our page where he is, I mean, Drew, this guy's locked in. He said, I am locked in. I know what our assignment is. I know what my assignment is. We are all locked in to try to win this championship. So I'm pumped. But what I wanted to see in this game, um, I wanted to look at Mo Brown. I wanted to watch Diabate, and I wanted to see Amir Coffee. Those are the three guys yeah. who uh, I'm really curious about. Moses had a really good first game. You know, he's seven two. The guy moved. He's athletic. Uh, he had a really good first game. I mean, we won by 40 in that game, so yeah. it wasn't really saying much. And then in, in this past <laughs> game, yeah, I mean, he was pretty bad. Pretty bad. Fouling all over the place. A little too eager to get the ball. Diabate, man, I want to talk about really fast. Um, they're really high on him. 2% body fat. This guy's been staying in the gym. Uh, he does everything right. Mike Fortello had mentioned that like the guy that he reminds him of is AC green. And I know a lot of people might not like that comparison, oh, wow. but when I know when Fortello says stuff like that, you know, and then discusses why he says that he's like, look, AC green kept all point guards in front of him, uh, had a great nose for the ball, made all the right plays, the smart plays, uh, played his role, knows how to rebound, block shots, athleticism, like, all of that now, Diabate obviously is a little more athletic than AC Green, and but bigger. I thought he had he's
1: bigger than AC Green too, right? How, how tall is he? I
0: think I think he's legit 6'9, right? Yeah, like, oh,
1: well, that's AC was right there. AC, he, lo- he
0: looks bigger though, like he does, bigger. he looks
1: taller than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I see him on the court, he looks closer to seven foot.
0: He just made really great plays last night, yeah. and you know, we need those. I, I don't know who's going to get that final spot. I think we have to go with the 7'2. But Diabate might be going back and forth from the G League. I don't know, but I was really impressed with him. Um, but the guy I want to talk about for one second is Amir Coffee, the barista. Yeah, and you know, you had brought it up a couple shows ago about how, like, you know, fourth year players. This is kind of when you come in into your own, right? This is you you're fi- you've figured out how to play the NBA game. You've been in the weight room, and this guy's been in the weight room. First thing I noticed, he's added t- twelve pounds of muscle. He's filled mm. out like well, Drew. And I know this is. This is a long shot, and he is a lefty. But what reminded me last night of him was Ginobili. Okay, yeah. the way he gets to the rack, the way he finishes, he was huge for us in the playoffs or in the play-in last year uh, when the minutes were were available for him. He was big. Yeah, for I us. think during
1: the season too, he he showed out really well when they gave him opportunities. Yeah,
0: he he did. He just looks like a pro right now, and we've been really adamant about. You know, drafting players, working with players and turning them into players. And that's what we're seeing with Terrence Mann and we're seeing with Amir Coffee. I personally, I know this might be jumping out on a ledge right here, but, you know, we're talking about how important Kawhi and John Wall and Batum and Rocco and Norman Powell are going to be. I personally think that Amir Coffey is going to be getting those minutes. Look, Terrence Mann, Brandon Boston, Luke. Uh, Amir are going to be fighting for this, these very rare minutes that are going to come along. There's going to be, and, you know, and Morris too, I think is going to be in that mix. Well, right, Morris? Morris is going to start. He's going to be you our starting. So? No, he is. Ty came out and said it, okay. uh, at, at least to start the season, he's going to be our, our power forward, uh, at, at the moment. But look, I was really impressed with Amir. You can tell that he's been working in the gym all summer. Um, his confidence level is, is extremely high. And I think he's going to be a valuable part to our squad this year, man.
1: I like it. I'm looking forward to more of the Brian Seaman's coffee puns. Let's go. <laughs>
0: well, he had an air, he had a really bad shot last night and he said a decaffeinated effort by coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, God damn it. Seaman, I missed you, man. <laughs> I really missed you. And Fratello hates it when he says stuff like that.
1: Yes, he does. And so and I think that actually makes it better.
0: <laughs> I know, when he calls him out Fratello, on it. When
1: Fratello gets mad, I think that's funny.
0: Yeah, I'm just – I'm really excited. Uh, I'm really excited for this team. I, I do think they're going to be fighting. Like somebody asked me, and I know I brought this up on the show a while ago, but I had a hard time answering this. Maybe you can't. Somebody said, we, we know uh, Kawhi and Paul George are the two best players on the team. Who's the third? Who would be your yeah. third? Who is it, Drew? Yeah.
1: Reggie. It's Reggie based on uh, – Based on how he's been playing, it's Reggie Jackson. Um, we'll see how that how that works this year. There's I think the the third best player is up for grabs, right? Uh Reggie has now the challenge that, that he hasn't had in the past couple of years with the Clippers is competition. He hasn't had a lot of competition for his spot in his minutes. He does now, um, at least for now. <laughs> we'll see. You know, if everyone stays healthy, then he will be competing. And it's nice too, because I think that can bring out the next level in some guys. Some guys shy away from that or don't do as well with that sort of pressure and that kind of the leash getting shorter. But you have to say Reggie Jackson is the third best player. We'll see what happens this year. But at least for the last two seasons, he was – I mean, last year he was your best player. (laughs) I mean, Paul George your best player. But Paul was in and out of the lineup so much, Reggie was the most consistent player for the Clippers. So Mm -hmm. that's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, I think it's a toss-up. I asked yeah. one of my NBA guys today, like, who would you say? And he's like, well, it's got to be John Wall. And I said, is John Wall better than Norman Powell? Like, is John Wall better than Marcus Morris? Is John Wall better than Roko? Like, I don't know. So it's a good problem to have. And mm-hmm. one last thing about the Clippers. Uh, I know, one last thing. Um, everything that I wanted to see, I saw in the first game. Like, uh, Terrence Mann, corner threes, the wide open threes. Luke had, I think, four or five threes. His confidence looks great. I think people, I think the a lot of our guys are going to be going back to those roles from two years ago where everybody thrived. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting those open looks when we were shooting, you know, 45% from three, um, that's only going to get better once Kawhi and Paul George get their feet under them. But, but Paul looked great. Paul looked absolutely great. Um, I'm really excited. We see uh, Minnesota on Sunday. So that mm-hmm. should be interesting, but I was watching your game too. Last night I was well, before watching we move
1: on. What did you, what did you think of Dame? Cause that was also the return of Dame. That night, right? He played he played a little bit, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he played. I I wasn't, I mean, he he looked good. I mean, his catch and shoot threes were fine. Uh, I was more looking forward to watching um and Sharp, who mm-hmm. is so freaking athletic. And I guess they've been saying, like, in training camp, he's been the guy that's been working his ass off and whatnot. And you saw good. the athleticism last night, but he had one uh <clears throat> excuse me, he had one um sequence where he had a dunk, and then he came down, and he had made a great defensive play, and then he started feeling himself and shot like a mid-range air ball. And I'm like, "Oh shit! There's uh, there's the rook in you." There um, you go. I'm more I'm more like looking at the Portland team. I'm looking at yeah. them, and I'm like, "Well, they're just going to be this team. They're going to be
1: this. Yeah, they're not going to be very good. They're not going to no. be very good this year." Man, no, I mean, but Dame should get his buckets, man. I will tell you that much. Well, like, for you, 60 million a year. Yes.
0: <laughs> for, for 60 million, take <laughs> every single shot you got. I just right. don't i don't see the lineup i don't see the backcourt of simons and him like doing any better than they would uh you know last season with 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 cj and whatnot now mm-hmm. you know i thought the addition of jeremy grant looked really good i mean he yep. comes out and gives you some things that uh they they've desperately need, they yeah. needed it
1: for eight years
0: <laughs> yeah you need somebody that wants to run the floor and get rebounds and block shots and can finish yeah, right definitely. and then like there there comes a point in every portland trailblazer game where nurkic thinks he's the best player on the court and then it's yeah. some really weird shit. And he was his first, like four shots were jumpers. were are like mid range jumpers. And I, every time he shot, him, I'm like, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. But it's good to have Dame back. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, no, definitely. I think last year was really weird with the abdomen thing for him. So I'm hoping he's past that. Uh, the league is better when we can see him play and when he's out there, even though the team is not as good as, as teams that they've had, you know, in Portland in the past, mm-hmm. Uh but there, this this could be a launching point for them. Maybe not for this year, but looking to next, the Jeremy Grant edition comes at the wrong time, unfortunately. Right? Like like we said, it would have been great. Like three years ago, if you had Jeremy Grant on that, three four Ooh. years ago, that's a that's a monster team they got going on. That's a that's a really tough out uh unfortunately for them they won't they, i don't think they'll make the playoffs this year uh maybe they'll maybe it depends i mean if Dame goes off and has like an MB, mvp type of caliber season then then who knows he can vault them up we've seen him do that time and time again they can vault them up the standings but the west is a little little crowded both teams i mean both sides east and west we have very good teams at the top of both of those conferences so uh Good luck to the Portland Trail Blazers. But, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to, to watching both of those teams, but especially the Clippers. I can't wait for the regular season to see, Ka- see Kawhi and Paul George on the floor again. But as you did say, the Lakers did also have a game last night against our favorite preseason opponent, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and there's a lot to take away from this clip. So I guess maybe let me start from the top. Starting lineup, which is something that was very much in question, uh, we got to see Westbrook and Nunn. Nice to see Kendrick Nunn in a jersey and, and dribbling a basketball. He looked good. Uh, yeah, looked great. Looked mm-hmm. really good. Uh, had some good strong finishes, good takes to the rim and good dishes, like moving the pick and roll really well, which actually kind of brings me to the rest of the starting line, Le- LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis, and Damian Jones, as we thought it would be. And the Darwin Ham system is different than what we experienced with Frank Bogle and at least for now offensively speaking I'm I'm excited I'm a little excited about what we saw the game itself was a travesty the second half should have been canceled like they should have stopped the game at halftime Uh, but we got out to a nice little lead and the thing that is most intriguing there's two things about the Darvin Ham system that I want to talk about the first is the zero point guard this is something I'm I'm calling it this because that's the way I can easily address it and name it. Uh, Something that he talked about just before the preseason starter was like the get it and go mentality. You grab it. If you're the one who rebounds the ball, you go. Right. That's the way that they're doing it. And and it's working in a sense because what it is doing is leading us into transition much faster. Whereas if we remember from last year, Frank Vogel was really trying to let the guys rest a little bit on the offensive end in a sense where, we would we would we didn't have a lot of transition buckets now we all know smart uh, nba fans know that transition starts on defense so you have to play good defense and rebound in order for you to get into any sort of transition uh, but even still when we got the ball out and and we were starting to move people were cutting like westbrook wasn't running back to go receive the ball lebron was not running backwards into the backcourt to grab the ball and bring it up if Ad got it, he was bringing it up. If it was, I mean, the only one that wasn't really doing that was Damian Jones, and that's good. We don't need him bringing the ball up. Uh, the second piece is the is the actual half court offense, and this is something that I had alluded to uh, when we were pondering uh, the, the 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 what Darvin Ham had said about the usage of Russell Westbrook, more corner threes. Uh, we want to run the offense through Anthony Davis, and I saw that in emotion offense so something i had talked about on this podcast was a return to something that lakers fans uh, remember fondly during the phil jackson era is the the triangle offense and the triangle has has kind of been faded out of the game because of how fast it's being played now and how many three-point shots are, are being taken and the fact that we don't have shaquille o'neal under the basket right that so helps it facilitates a different triangle but yeah what I will say is we did have a nice motion offense where guys were getting to their spots to set up the offense when we weren't able to get in transition and we were running a system and it looked really good. We had multiple pick and roll options where with different ball handlers, Damian Jones, setting screens, Russell Westbrook setting uh, uh, maybe two or three screens. I think I saw, I, you know, I had to, I had to rub my eyes a little bit. I had to get a little closer to the television. Said, is that Russell Westbrook setting a screen? It looks like it was. Russell Westbrook setting a screen so uh the corner three point shot for Russell uh was not uh, necessarily a highlight uh Mm -hmm. during this game nor was any of our shooting period like our shooting was terrible except for the fact that we got to see Anthony Davis hit a couple threes LeBron did not make a field goal uh, Oh, for 7 yeah and 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 he looked very rusty right he looked like he didn't want to be there he looked like he didn't want to be there And I don't know why. I think the only reason, Clips, um, that we had those guys out there, uh, Russ and AD and LeBron, is because we have something to prove. And I think Darvin Ham has something to prove as a new head coach. We need to show everybody, okay, this is different. It's not the same thing that it was last year. Uh, And I think that point was made pretty well during the first quarter of this game. We got out to a nice lead. Uh, Granted, we were playing against – uh, the, the Sacramento Kings, who I don't think are—I they, think they're still kind of working out what their starting lineup will be and who the best five on the floor is at the same time, and and so forth, so on and so forth. So, not the most stout opponent, you would say, uh, and you would expect us to be out to a lead. But the thing that did work, Clips, is—is is I like the motion offense. I like the movement of the ball. I like the movement of the bodies on offense. Our defense and our rebounding still need help, and we still need more shooting. Um, so those are the biggest takeaways that i had and then the the last piece is to address the shooting um cole swider the undrafted uh player rookie from syracuse pretty tall kid i think he's 68 6'8", maybe 6869 6'8", can shoot he absolutely can shoot that's the reason he's in a laker jersey and he's our he's literally is our only hope other than ad and lebron shooting very well and then patrick beverly who made his, his debut appearance off the bench. One for five, um, huh?
0: one for five last night.
1: Okay. So I saw the one that went in and that mm-hmm. looked good. It was actually, I think it was a dribble into a, a pull-up. Um, but anyway, the, the problems that we have are still quite obvious. We have no wing depth zero. We have LeBron and then it's Juan Toscano Anderson who, who could not hit the broadside of a barn with uh, his jump shot from three. Damian Jones actually took a three, but that we don't even—that was embarrassed. He airballed it, and Anthony Davis was able to just put it in for a rebound. Um, but the wing depth is going to be an issue, and the shooting is still very much an issue. Uh, those two things we have to address in some way. But none of those guys, other than Cole Swider, who I just mentioned, can shoot. I think, and Patrick Beverly will do just fine. I think too, and LeBron and AD, we hope will will still. AD has to do better, but LeBron we hope will still be a lot better than what he showed in this first game. Outside of that, bro, I think that's the biggest problem that we have right now. Russell Westbrook's fit during that first quarter seemed fine to me. It's probably the best, the most optimistic I have been about him being on the team. Um, And I think maybe I'll close it with that. And and did you get a chance to watch? Of course, the Laker game. Yeah,
0: of course. And my takeaways are kind of similar to yours, but like. It's wild. I as soon as I turned on the game, turned on the uh, the Laker game, AD's getting hit with a tech. Okay, <laughs> he's getting hit with a tech because he he went foul at the female ref. And you know, I'm going back and forth between Clipper and Laker. I'm going from iPad or I'm going from my my Mac to the TV watching both games. And so I immediately see AD get teed up, and I don't know what's going on with his hair either. I, that's just I don't know, bro. I don't know. What I think that it's is. Pre-se-
1: that's pre- preseason. That's preseason 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 flow for AD right there. I think the a Brandon get Ingram.
0: And then like two two minutes into watching the game, I'm already seeing Russell Westbrook rock the baby to sleep. And I'm like, is this this really what we're doing, Russ? First preseason game, you're already telling these dudes they're too little and rocking them to sleep. Come on, bro. Because it was against the Aaron Fox and it was from the corner.
1: So this is all good things. You're totally right. He does not need to rock the baby to sleep on the first made layup of the season against virtually no defense. No, I thought he was going to miss a layup. Also, by the way, he went up with his left hand, and I thought that was going to be a brick.
0: Well, you know, I'm pulling for Russ too, and like he had two yeah. dimes in a row, and I'm like, there you go, Russ. Yeah, yes. and then you ro- and then you rock him to sleep, and I'm like, all right, I'm over you. Um, I think I noticed exactly what you just said. I thought the transition offense was great, and I think if you have guys like Russell Westbrook, you need legs to run with him. I love Wendy and Gabriel. I've told you this for a couple years. He's not the best basketball player, but no. he, play, he plays his ass off, right? And yeah. that that second – it was ugly. That second half was ugly from both I don't sides.
1: Know, you don't, I don't even want to cover it. We can't cover the second half. That wasn't basketball. We're, Other we're than not, I, we, we I know, but like
0: know even – <laughs> there was even like – there was a few moments where it's like you're looking at – I laughed a few times because Patrick Beverly just – I don't know what you're doing, bro. I do, you're doing so much right now. Um, but they were running the ball drew and AD did get some looks, good looks from three, but yep. that sec- I you need to address the second unit, like who is going to be the six, seven, eight guys. And, you know, you're, you were talking about <clears throat> Darvin Ham's approach to this season. One thing that I haven't for the first time in all my years following LeBron, watching LeBron, I haven't heard him say once. In this offseason, like, yo, you know, we're going to compete and try to we're gonna try to win this championship. He has not said that once because he doesn't want to put his foot in his mouth yeah. either. And I think he's taking a step back looking at those five through ten guys like, shit, man, we just we just don't have enough until that they can make this trade. They either got to, you know, let Russell. Run, run wild. Get the buckets. Get his stock up a little bit, so they can, you know. Again, like even in, in the Twitterverse this week, they kept they they recycled like Indiana and the and the Lakers are in deep talks for Miles Turner and Buddy. Yeah. Like we know this. Pull the Everybody trigger knows. if you're going to do it.
1: Everybody knows. We know it. Yeah, the, I guess the the comment on that was Palinka Palinka's patience. If we wanted to do some alliteration with it. Uh Polinka decided that he want to be wants to be patient with this new unit, new head coach, see what it looks like. Okay. But I do also think the that that's the that's the only way that he can hold on to one of those draft picks that he desperately wants to hold on to, either the 27 or the 29. Uh so I'm not yeah, I'm glad the talks are still going on because we have to fill out the second. The second unit is it's it's barely bad. I would take the 36ers. Give me give me half. Of, give me the starters from the. the hey, the we're New gonna talk Zealand about the 36ers them. on my second unit. But yes, I again, you know, preseason is full of optimism. I don't want to be negative yet. We're seeing guys just barely getting their feet back underneath them, just barely getting into the rhythm of the game. I mean, shit. If you want to be negative, then then the the obvious is there, right? Our, our shooting yes. percentage, the number of points we scored, it, the negatives are very obvious still, but. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. We really only got, I think, probably what seventeen minutes out of our main guys, uh, somewhere in there. So um, I we have to we have to address some of those problems. As I keep saying, I don't know how we're going to address the shooting issue, uh, but at least there's progress. Clips. I mean, Russ had a smile on his face. He did. Uh, the crowd was the crowd was behind him, which I was excited for in a sense. Like that means we're willing. We're at least the people that were in the building <laughs> were willing to, to clap it up for Russ and, and to give him a second chance. He is an L.A. kid, and we I got to tell you, man, he's got a lot of fans in L.A., not from what happened last year, but from who he is and, and where he came from and his journey. Um, and, and certainly you and I are both a fan of his for, that, for those, those reasons. Uh, I just have to hope that this gets better, but there is positives, and that's what I decided to cover today.
0: <laughs> well, the, the final takeaway is our guy uh our rookie keegan murray who i loved yeah. in the summer league i got to see him he mm-hmm. was sick he had 16 points last night seven of 11 shooting yep. six boards two seals one assist he was plus 19 in 21 minutes he looked like he's been a pro for you know five six years he's he's gonna be one of those guys to watch this year but also sacramento is just not gonna be good i'm not no. seeing it again um their shooting was atrocious so yes. you had you had brought up Hold on. We, we buried
1: the headline here, Clips, because while Keegan Murray shined a, a, after he came off the bench, Davian Mitchell also looked good. Uh, I think DeMontis and, and, and uh, De'Aaron Fox did not look great, but I think those guys will get into the rhythm. Same thing. The first preseason game kind of stuff. We saw the debut clips of Headband Herder. OK, oh my God, and this is the headline is the Headband Herder. Watch out now. Red Velvet is now Headband Herder. He's coming for everybody. Watch out for Headband Herder. That's that's that is the headline from from Game One.
0: Well, do you think Headband Herder, aka Red Velvet and Della Vadova, do you think they are the homies on the squad? Do you think <laughs> that you think it's those two versus everybody on, on it's the? It's quite team? an
1: age gap between those guys. I don't even know if Herder knows who Della Vadova is. Probably no clue.
0: <laughs> but hey, Who's he this? Awesome. He hasn't
1: been in the league since Herder came in the league. This is probably the first time you ever met him. Uh, but I, got, I have to imagine that uh, that Delhi has got to be a good guy to be around regardless of who you are. Uh, but but again, the the highlights, the for real highlights, Keegan, Murray, Davian Mitchell looked look both those guys look look pretty good.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the overreaction of the week is the Phoenix Suns losing uh, to the Adelaide 36ers, right? They
1: mm-hmm. drop
0: 134 points, 46 mm-hmm. made field goals. They shot damn near 60%, 24 threes. 18 free throws at 90%. It looked like Robert Franks and Craig Randall, the second, were playing for NBA contracts, right? They had one had 32, the other one had 36. And then Mitch McCarron with 16 dimes on the Suns. And I know there was a lot of overreaction, uh, you know, to the, the social media front, because you expect the Suns not. I don't think it's a big deal. Like, again, it's the preseason. Like, these guys just came yeah. to play. And then you know, I think I think Booker was a little bit in his feelings with reposting a LeBron quote. You know, after everybody was talking shit, I don't know, man. I, I I'm not making much of this. I thought I, I thought the 36ers came out and had a really great game, but I am a little concerned because we do have some concerns going in with the Suns this year, like yeah, what the what the vibes are going to be like. Like, you shouldn't lose that game. That's all no. I'm saying. Like, you should not lose.
1: Even yes, yeah, the second unit really shouldn't even if when if you if we're going to say that i mean look, look the starters got like 20, 20 minutes the starters mm-hmm. did mm-hmm. for the sun so that's not great but even even still the second unit should be able to handle the <laughs> the, the 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 new zealand team i mean that's just the truth it is and so it, it's bad right it's just the same way like if the clippers had lost that game to the israeli team that would have made news, right? Like that would have made some headlines. People are going to react to that. There's nothing else in the, in the world of NBA basketball to, to overreact to at this point. And that one was always going to grab headlines. Great performance from those kids from, from New Zealand, uh, the New Zealand team. They're not, none of them are from New Zealand, I don't think. But, uh, you know, that, that is a moment. It's a, it's a moment for them to go, hey, by the way, Lakers, <laughs> if you need a shooter, I can I can shoot the ball, right? Like, why wouldn't we go and sign one of those guys who could just drain NBA threes and solve one of our problems? Or, you know, I'm sure there's a list of teams that could use an additional three-point NBA shooter. Uh, so I, great performance from those guys. Yeah. Really, really shitty start to the uh, preseason for the Suns.
0: Well, I think Jimmer fordet is the poster boy for preseason. Like, hey, I'm still available. Like, he comes and plays in the preseason the past, like, three years, dropping yeah. nothing but buckets and still won't get picked up. No, no. So... <laughs> so whatever he was always
1: destined for for china bro it's Uh, uh, it's china for debt
0: and some people are and maybe you know really quick maybe i you know i saw mac mcclung got cut from another from the 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 warriors the other night after having a really great two-line layup dunk and whatnot he he played in i mean the dude still got but put him in the dunk contest please but uh our boy hector martinez Hit me up and and asked like is he just not good enough for the NBA and I don't think it's that he's not good enough I just think he's a little too small and I think overseas is perfect for him I think Mac will be great overseas I also think that the
1: Warriors is probably the hardest franchise to crack into if you're a guard mm-hmm. right like there's he could play on the Spurs right now I think Mac McClung on the Spurs done he's he can play right, right? that's true it, it's it's more about situation than it is anything else for him he got to run. On the Bulls last year when they had their whole COVID injury outbreak, I think he played a couple games for them. I think he did quite well. He got some run, some burn at the end of the season for the Lakers. He did quite well. Yes, his size is an issue, but we, we have seen time and time again that size shouldn't necessarily matter, especially when you have the athlete, elite athleticism that he has. And so for that reason, he's worked on his jump shot. I think he's getting better at shooting the ball. I think he's getting better at slowing down a little bit, allowing the game to come to him. Uh, as opposed to when he first got there, it was just like, okay, I just have to be the fastest one. I have to be the the one that's running up the court. The, the the you know, like all hell has broken loose. That's the only way I'll get noticed. I think that's what he was thinking. But he had a great G League season. Uh, I think he will find uh, a spot somewhere on a roster sooner rather than later in the NBA. And but but because you have to give him a look, Jimmer, while his look was not very long, got a full look from the Kings. And, you know, he, he wasn't able to do it. But Jim also doesn't have a 45-inch vert, you know? Uh, I just think he needs to find the, the, the right spot, the right organization that, that can utilize him.
0: Yeah, and you obviously have to be talented if you're still invited. You know, you're invited to Summer League. You're invited for preseason. So they do see some, you know, some promise in Mac. It's just we, we, want, to, we want to see Mac on a team. I do. I want to see Mac thrive. So Oh, Absolutely. All right. So speaking of debuts, did you see Benjamin Simmons finally played basketball yesterday? We got to see the Nets, KD, Kyrie, Ben. We saw Nicholas Claxton put on, I don't know what, like 15 pounds of muscle. He's not the skinny kid anymore. I liked it. I really liked how it looked in the beginning. (laughs) Um, he looked really comfortable. I thought his dimes looked nice. It was good to see Kyrie. The one thing that, um, that stood out to me, though, was, you know, they, they took Ben out first the, out of their big three. Ben was the first one to go to the bench and the first one to come off the bench and play with the second team. And I did not like him on that second team. It was like him and Patty and a couple other dudes. And you're like, ah bro, he has to be the guy that gets buckets. I'm not so sure that's going to work out. Um, and they were brooklyn's got it they got a squad man they really do when you look at it uh Mm -hmm. tj warren did not play last night joe harris started looked good Mm. uh they they look really good if they could figure this out and they could figure out the ben simmons thing they could be kind of scary man they really could
1: yeah i think it's 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 strange but it's a very similar situation Uh, i keep i keep doing this but the lakers and nets are are a mirror of each other at times and this was another other instance where that really sh- shone through for me. Um, the Nets, just like the Lakers, have something to prove, so they started their strongest lineup. Whereas the team that they were playing against, the 76ers, no Embiid, no Harden, like they had uh, Tobias was out there and it was just, you know, it was not it was not their strongest unit. And that being said, the Sixers were winning that first quarter, that first quarter exchange. It was great to see Ben Simmons play basketball. I think this is the thing that we all have forgotten after the years of, you know, it's been a year and a half of just ridicule. And the only thing that lasts in our brain is what he did against the, the Atlanta Hawks. And then, and then how weird of a saga he, he was, you know, in the, in the preseason of last year with the Sixers and how strange that whole thing was. So it's great to just have him shed that skin, right? Get out of that. And like, we're into the new, we're onto a new page here in a new chapter, if you will. Uh, I thought he looked great playing alongside Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I think they all looked pretty rusty. Kyrie had a really nice finish there, you know, going to the rim. KD was was missing some shots that you would expect him to hit. They're all going to gel. I think the things that stood out to me was they're huge with Ben Simmons on that floor. When you have that lineup with with Joe Harris, who's I think is six seven. I mean, other than Kyrie, it's like six seven, six ten, six ten, and then Claxton is probably six eleven, seven foot in there Uh, that's a big long lineup Uh, but yeah I think they still have some stuff to work out of course right they uh, I I think the, the beauty of what Ben Simmons can bring to them is we saw how effective Bruce Brown was for that next Nets team all Ben Simmons has to do is replicate what Bruce Brown did and he will have success on this team and and I think he's a taller stronger more athletic version of Bruce Brown. So that should be no problem. And he's a much better passer than Bruce Brown ever ever will be. Uh, And that was on full display with the the behind-the-head pass to Claxton for the dunk on the transition bucket. Uh, I'm excited for him. I'm excited because, look, man, I listened to the the J.J. Redick podcast with him. I don't know why he has not spoken more because this – there's there's a few things that NBA players can do to turn the tide a little bit, to change the narrative, if you will. And this was something that Ben Simmons did. If any one of you ha- decide to go listen to that podcast with J.J. Redick, I would encourage you to do it. He seems like a great guy, like a nice dude. He didn't own up to some stuff that I expected him to be, like, maybe own up a little bit more for. He kind of skirted around some of the, you know, J.J. was asking some good questions, some tough questions. And he, you know, JJ, of course, being friends with Ben gave him outs to all of these hard questions and Ben took most of them, but at the very least you got to hear the man speak. When's the last time we heard him speak clips? I don't know. Do, do you remember him? Yeah. I don't remember what, what he sounded like and uh, the camaraderie and the friendship that he showed for JJ. I think he spoke well, uh, eloquently about the game of basketball and about his strengths and weaknesses, uh, and about what he can bring to the table. But, they have to, they have to, this is not about a one and done here, right? This is, this is about every day. Can you do this every day? Can you stay healthy? Will Kyrie be there every day? Will Kevin Durant buy in fully to this team? Will he love playing with everybody as we know he wanted out, right? So like, that's still got to be lingering over everyone's head. Uh, but I, it's, it's awesome to see him back on the court. I, and, and, you know, again, I'm optimistic, Drew, It's you know first preseason game for all these guys. I love I love to see it. I'm excited to see that you know the ball go through the hoop again. Um, They have some fun shit going on there, and they got stuff to build on. So it it it's a very exciting time if you are one of the few Brooklyn Nets fans that exists.
0: Yeah, and there was no Embiid, no Harden. And Maxi looked phenomenal. Like Maxie oh, came out. Oh my god! Just That's that. Was, yeah.
1: On the flip side, Maxi. Oh, Maxi. He, be- he was hitting all types of shots. He was all over the
0: court. My god, he- he's got What a star
1: they have there. He's oh, he, he's
0: amazing. Oh, he might. He he he's the one, bro. I mean, he's another guy. I'm going to mention this a lot because it seems like a lot of these guys were in the gym, not only putting up shots but working out. Like Maxi looks big and looks mm. strong, um, and he his confidence is out of control. Like if Harden finds the right role on that team. Um, and they let Maxi be Maxi. I mean, they could be a big problem, man. The East is gonna be so tough. Both, both conferences are gonna be extremely tough, but we both like Maxi a lot. And I think after last season, it's all about confidence for this guy and understanding and knowing that he's just as good as the rest of these dudes out here. And uh again, in the preseason, you're allowed a little more flexibility to come out and jack the first five threes of the game. I mean, if it's falling, (laughs) go out and do it, but they looked really good. And both of those teams are going to be, if they figure it out, they're going to be right there at the end, man. It's going to be a tough call towards the end there. But I was excited to see Ben too. And also back to the JJ Redick podcast. I think I brought it up on the last show, but after all that, that whole podcast, Austin Rivers came out on Twitter and said, man, that's all bullshit. Called, called Simmons out like, yo, that's all bullshit. He ain't even telling you the right story. So he was it's obvious that Austin was probably getting the, his version of the story from Doc and whatnot. Right. So it is what well, it
1: is. I, I'll just say this. There, there, there was JJ asked him about the practice mm-hmm. that we all got to see the clip of him mm-hmm. running around in sweatpants with his phone in his pocket. And this was the worst answer that he gave throughout the podcast from my estimation. He said it was a folded up jersey in his pocket. Like, bro, we all know what a cell phone looks like, dude. <laughs> that there's no other. There's he didn't. That was and JJ didn't double down on it. He didn't right. go back and say, you're telling me that was a folded jersey perfectly like in this uh-huh. in a rectangular shape and thin as as an iPhone. It's like who folds their jersey that way? And Nobody. Put- secondly, he was wearing a jersey. So why did you have a second jersey in your pocket? So that was. I, I will, I, I will agree with Austin rivers. I, like I said, great podcast, great for Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. probably not the most truthful thing I've ever heard though.
0: <laughs> great for Ben Simmons, better for JJ Reddick to get him on the pod to talk like that's absolutely even, even better for JJ, but yeah, you you can miss me with the, with the Jersey in your pocket. Cause if you look at anybody in practices that aren't wearing their Jersey, they're tucked into the pocket, they're hanging out on the side yes. of the pants or the warm-up pants. Nobody's folding up a perfectly... New, what is it, wrapped in a rubber band, bro? We yeah. Got duct tape around there's, it to hold it in there?
1: There's no chance. And and like I said, Clips, he was wearing his practice jersey. Right. So, so what makes, jersey was in your pocket? What, okay, what so jersey if li- was in the pocket?
0: Okay, so if you'll lie about that, why wouldn't you just sugarcoat <laughs> the rest of this shit? That's what I'm saying. Maybe we should take I, it with a grain of salt. I agree.
1: But again, like it, I'm I'm telling you, man, he, he needs to do more of that. He should have done more
0: of that during this From time. the jump, though, I think now... Yes. Kind of like how the new media, I'm quoting, the new media, that's what you should do like right away. Like if Draymond fucks up, Draymond's going on the podcast and telling why he fucked up and, you know, what really happened in this situation instead of letting the media form their own opinion on what happened. And then what happens is people start believing all of that. He would have nipped it in the bud and said exactly what happened when he got kicked out of practice. Tell him what happened. This is exactly what happened. I he, he sub, I guess he supposedly told Doc like I don't want to practice today I don't yes. want to practice yeah that's what Doc, he says yeah Doc made him practice and he wasn't happy about it and <laughs> it's I'll, I'll tell you man a lot of these old school guys and Doc Rivers is one of them uh, don't bring your phone to practice homie don't bring your don't bring don't bring your phone anywhere near practice we're not doing that here so whatever Ben Simmons is playing if it it can work out so well man especially if Ben plays. Ben's but they're not asking anything huge exactly. of Ben Simmons. Play defense, rebound, use your 6'10 frame, and yeah. and let's let's rock. Let's just do yeah, this. Yes, play your game. And play if you don't want to shoot a three, don't shoot it. We got plenty of other guys on the team that'll shoot the three. And he didn't. He didn't right. shoot a three. And it was fine. Uh, before we get into the GM poll, uh, we did get to get a look at Jamal Murray last night. I'm super yeah. super stoked he's back on the floor. Um, I had a conversation with our boy Chanae, who's our resident, uh, Huge Denver Nuggets fan. I had posted on our page some Paul George, like, you know, you know, I like to plug Paul George a lot. Yes, you and do. He was like, oh, I do. I like to do it because he is what he is. Paul George is that is that guy. And uh, he immediately said, well, Jamal Murray is just like Paul George. And I said, bro, pump the brakes right quick. The only reason I'm not going <laughs> to, I said, pump the brakes because look, he got to prove it to me, Drew. This season for me, I'm calling it the show me season. It's the show me season. Show me James Harden. Show me what you're going to do this year. R.J. Barrett, you say you're going to shock the world? Fucking show me, right? Los Angeles Clippers, you want to win a chip? Show me. Ben Simmons, you think, you you, you know, you, you've been through all of this shit? Show me what you're going to do this season. LeBron, Russell Westbrook, all, show me. Show me what you're going to do. Jamal Murray is fully capable to be an elite NBA player, be in the same conversations. Two years ago, he is in the same conversation with the best guards in the NBA. And... I, me, you, and a lot of other people are very scared of Denver because fully healthy, they, they are, they, I, mm-hmm. you know what, dude, I'm also getting so scared or so sick of saying fully healthy. Like we get it. If every NBA team's fully healthy, right. We always have to yeah. preface it with, if they're healthy, dude, these guys are good. Yes. And the, the, the fact that, that Jokic got them as far as he did last season without MPJ and without, uh, without Jamal Murray, uh, and then picking up guys like Bruce Brown, that th- these guys are going to be nasty, man. I'm mm-hmm. really excited for Jamal Murray. He is fully capable of being one of the best players in the NBA. You just got to show me. It's been a while, man. you got a lot of catching up to do. To do. Because, you yeah. know, over this past year, a lot of players have gotten better. So I want to see it. I want to see what he's capable of doing. It's not a slight at Jamal Murray at all. I'm just happy he's back in Denver and Cheney and all their fans. You should be really stoked Jamal's back.
1: Definitely. Yeah. They have a, they have an awesome team right now. I think they have yeah. a very complete team as well. Like picking up KCP is another guy that they got on that squad that will really help. ICP, they to, yeah, They had to let Will Barton go, which was probably really sad for a lot of Denver fans. Cause he was, he's been there for a minute and he, and he put in, he put in the time and the effort. Uh, but you know, sometimes you got to make space when you got a two-time MVP, who's going to get, you know, 200 plus million. You got Jamal Murray. going to be, you know, he, he's got a huge contract as well. So you got to make some tough decisions. they have a very solid team uh and Aaron Gordon I think is also should be on the show me list show me show me Aaron
0: (laughs) show me because what are you now like we and he's such a tweener Drew we've talked about it so many times uh and it worked for like the first two games last year with Joe with Joker I'm like oh dude this guy's just Just joking lobs that's it um but they, they are definitely – they're very well coached, and they are going to – look, it's a good problem to have when you have so many pieces that you just have to make the puzzle work, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I don't think this is Jamal Murray's basketball team. I think he wants it to be his. This is Joker's <laughs> basketball team. It's definitely
1: Joker's team, bro.
0: Well, No, I yeah. get it. But, like, after the bubble, like, yeah. you're looking at it like, damn, dude, this guy is this guy's the truth, you know? And that's I agree what we thought that. about Donovan as well. And I don't think people have seen enough of MPJ. I mean, shit, man. You know, I went all in on MPJ last year, um, mm-hmm. especially with my top shot. I make investments based on the players that I think are going to be. God, you're going to laugh. All right, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring it up. What you got? Well, you got. You know, I don't mean to get off topic with top shot, but I'm going hard for season four series four with top shot. I wanted to, you know, I'm buying the dip right now. I told you I you went in, in all in on, on Zion series one rookies. I went in on Trey Young series one top shot debuts been buying up a lot of kawais that are cheap right now because he has no series three but man i gotta tell you and i feel so bad for doing it but shit dude they've been talking high about my guy bull bull right oh boy uh, well where is he now is he in miami still orlando orlando bro orlando another big there and i I posted a couple of his workouts but uh, terrence ross was just saying man this guy is super gifted everything we're seeing from him and in, in practice is uh, like, dude, this guy moves like a guard. He could shoot like a three or shoot like a guard as well. He's light on his feet. He loves to pass the rock. rock. Um, but, you know, I had my little instance with him at two, uh, uh, the summer league prior to last one where I'm like, oh, dude, this guy just ain't going to make it. Didn't want um, it. You didn't want it at all in the summer league. Nothing. But, uh, dude, I wanted no parts of bowl bowl. He wanted <laughs> no parts of summer league, but I went in and bought, I went in and bought a couple of his, uh, his rookies. Oh, good. Series there you one. go. Just, you know, I like it. It's I hope he sleeper. gets on the court,
1: man. Uh, he, like, if, if, if there's a recipe for him, like, he should be looking at Victor Wenbenyama and going, what? why aren't people thinking that of me? Because mm-hmm. he is the closest thing we have to Wenbenyama in existence. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately for him, and something that, that Wenbenyama, Wembo Slice will have to deal with as well as injuries at that size. But, you know, th- he really should be going, if they're that hyped on him, I need to be getting minutes, and that and that's another show me, Bol, Bol show, show
0: me, me Bol, Bol Show me Orlando, because now that we talk about it, it's like okay, Wendell Carter, Mo Bamba, Bol, Bol Paolo. They got so many bigs. They got to figure this out, man. Mm. But his, his talent, it's there. I just yes. I need Bol, Bol to figure. It. I need Bol, Bol to show me, just like you just said. He, he needs to want it,
1: right? Yes. And I think maybe now he does. I think he. I think he didn't think that. He, I think he thought he could probably skirt by and still mm. make you know, a nice little NBA career just because of how he is very talented. He's very Mm -hmm. talented. I mean, he's got a sweet jumper for his size Mm -hmm. Uh, and he is, he moves fluidly, but I think he was kind of resting on the fact that he is his size and his athleticism and all that. He's got to, he's got to earn it, bro. So let's, let's see if he can do that in, in Orlando. I agree. Also Paolo. Nice, nice bang out, buddy. Great Great bang bang. out last night. My God. He looks big out there.
0: He looks big. He looks like he's ready to play. I got to see a lot of the game last night. Um yeah, man. Like there's just first of all, there's so many games to freaking watch. Uh it, it, it's it's ridiculous. I know. Yeah, it's like pinball. I keep
1: <laughs> I have three.
0: I got the iPad, I got the Mac, and I got the TV going. I got a lot going on here. Um, you know, it's the 21st annual GM survey was released today. I know it's been all over social media. Uh 30 GMs are given 50 questions uh to answer in anonymity, and I pulled the best ones that i thought we'd want to talk about. i know you didn't have time to to look at it right now or today, but i got a few of them for you, Drew, and a, right, a few cool. of them aren't too shocking, but you know, the first question was which team will win the 2023 NBA finals. Ooh. Who do you think's number 1 on that list?
1: Uh, i think the gms would say the warriors
0: and the bucks. Bucks are number 1 with a 43%. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Golden would say State too. Warriors 25, Clippers 21 and the Celtics Eight. at 11%. Uh, nice. just, yeah. But then they always do last year's pick by the GM last year, 72% had Brooklyn winning the championship oh, last
1: boy. year. Well, that was, that was right. That was, It was right after the Harden trade, right?
0: Right after.
1: Yeah. So it was right after the Harden mm-hmm. trade. So everyone was like, all gassed up about Harden, Kyrie and KD." uh, who will win the
0: 2022, 23 Kia MVP. I think this is, you know, we just did this. Number one is obviously Brandon Ingram. Um, that's who they, that's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was my spicy take guys if you didn't listen to our spicy take episode uh i got brandon ingram going for that mvp this year yeah,
1: buddy yeah nah,
0: luca at 48 percent yeah uh Janis at 34 and beat at 14 and steph at three three percent um okay. last year was kevin durant at 37 percent
1: wow um, i know i like all they these were I mean, so big on the nets when that happened last year
0: It was Nets fever, bro. Oh yeah. All it was, was Nets, Nets, Nets. And it was a complete train wreck. And I love every single part of that. (laughs) Um, If you're starting an NBA franchise today and could sign any player in the NBA, who would it be? Who do you got at number one?
1: Oh boy. I think this is still probably Giannis, right?
0: It's Giannis and uh, Giannis at 55, Luca at 45. Last year was Luca at at 43%. Mm. And I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Uh, I mean, we're hot. We're high on Giannis. We're high on Luca. Yes. Uh, which player fo- forces opposing coaches to make more adjustments? Fifty-two
1: percent. That's probably Luca now. That is Steph Curry. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's
0: fair. At fifty-two percent, we got two tied uh, at fourteen with Joker and Giannis. And beads at seven percent, and Luca's at um, seven <clears> percent. <throat> last year was Steph Curry at twenty-seven percent. So.
1: Yeah, I forget. I still forget that, that he can qualify for that one. It's obvious. It should be because you have to do so much to try and stop him. So I, I totally get it.
0: Yeah. I, I think you can play like, you can plan better for Giannis. Like you, you know what you're going to get from Giannis. Yeah. Like he's not running around seven screens. No, no. There's way more <laughs> switching involved when it comes to Steph. Um, yeah. I thought, I thought this was really interesting. Which player is most likely to have a breakout season. You and I did this yeah. in our podcast. I had Cole Anthony. Uh, who do you think number one player to have a breakout season amongst GMs this year? Is it Dame? It's not Dame. But Dame's are Dame
1: doesn't need a breakout year. Yeah, this is where I like that the con I need more context. Like, what does breakout season mean? It's, like, it's
0: not so breakout and comeback are two totally different things. It's
1: different. Right. Yeah.
0: So uh, breakout. Who is it? Who is it? Number one is Evan Mobley at twenty one percent. Oh,
1: dude. Yeah. <laughs> to have the breakout sure. year.
0: That's tied. Good. Tied for second is Cade and and Anthony Edwards at 17%. And Zion's at four um, in New Orleans with 14%. Honorable mention, receiving votes, Anthony Davis, Rudy Gobert, Jalen Green, Halliburton, Kaminga. But I thought that was interesting. Evan Mobley, 21%. is going to have a breakout year. I like that. I like that a lot. This one would be fun to ask you to put in order because they asked who the best point guard in the NBA is one Ooh. through four i bet you i bet you get this spot on drew i bet you do
1: mm. steph yep chris paul third shit uh Kyrie? nope not on this oh nice he's not on the list that's great mm. um luca Did they, do they consider luca a point guard luca's a point guard luca's number okay. two
0: okay and bringing up bringing up the number four is it Lamelo? No, it's Trey Young. Trey Young at 4. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got Trey but he only got 3% of the votes. 72% from Steph Curry uh and last year it was 57% for Steph Curry. So now it's like throughout the NBA Steph is the number one point guard in the game. Uh who's the best shooting guard in the NBA with 40% 45% of the votes? Who do you think? I'm shocked by this actually.
1: This is, this is tough cuz it's like who how do who who considers who a shooting guard? Um it's like we're going so so much into the positionless basketball. I'm struggling clips. I right. okay, so let me think about this. Let me think about this. shooting guard. Well, it's confusing because Luke is number 2
0: on this as well. See, that's what so. I'm like
1: that's ridiculous. You can't have that. okay, so just just name them.
0: All right, Devin, I, I, Devin I Booker. Him. Devin yeah. Booker with 45% of the votes. Yeah. And then of course Steph Curry gets 17% Let's, of the votes at 3. So, yeah,
1: this is that's a nonsense question. They need to remove that question. I know they so should just is, say guard.
0: I know, but this this forward. is what makes it this is what makes it funny is because now you go, you go who's the best small forward in the NBA? KD gets forty five percent of the vo- votes. Luca is <laughs> it- <laughs> is third at seventeen percent. So they got KD, Jason Tatum, Luca, LeBron, and Kawhi at five. Last year, so Kevin Durant with forty five percent of the votes this year.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I think that's fair.
0: Best power forward in the NBA, Giannis with 86% of the votes. Mm. Uh, LeBron with 10, KD with three. Last year was Giannis with 63%. So he went up. Best center in the NBA. I mean, come on. It's, they got Joker at, at 79, Embiid at 17, Giannis at 3%. Center not being his real yeah. position, I guess. We I think know. they
1: really need to get rid of those questions. That's not the NBA anymore. Uh, but I mean, I I think they're... The number one of all of these makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, which how about this? Which team will be most improved in the twenty in in this sh- this season? Clippers. Clippers are number one with 40% of the votes. Tied for second are the Cavs and the Pelicans at 17%. Yeah. Fourth is the Timberwolves with 10%. Um, yeah. Most surprising move of the offseason. That's easy. Rudy Gobert, Minnesota. Donovan to Cleveland. DeJounte to Atlanta. Andre Drummond got 3% of the votes going to Chicago, which is crazy. (laughs) Um, Which team made the best overall moves this offseason? Cleveland Cavaliers, Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, Philadelphia. Uh, 22 Rookie of the Year? Palo. Palo, number one, 79%. Keegan. Keegan uh, got 17.
1: Keegan's second. He's going to be second for sure.
0: Jabari Smith, third. Um... This is the one I like. I like this one a lot because we talked about this one. Which rookie will be best player in five years? Who's, who's number one?
1: I still think they're probably going to say Paolo and then Chet.
0: Paolo and Chet. Paolo at 31%. Chet at 28%. And then my guy, Jaden Ivy, in five years, 14% of the votes. Uh, this is a good one, too. Last one. Which rookie was the biggest steal at where he was selected in the draft.
1: Oh, the biggest deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ivy's got to be up there. But uh,
0: Ivy's uh, Jalen Duran Detroit, 14%. Yeah. Tari Eason from Houston, 14%. Eason then, did not look
1: very comfortable on the floor, by the way, when no. he was out there for the Rockets. Yeah. I, that one's looking a little shaky right now.
0: Best coach in the NBA, uh, best head coach in the NBA, Spolstra, 50, 52% of the votes.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. He's been doing it forever.
0: My boy Ty Lue came in fifth. Uh, Which head coach is the best manager motivator of people?
1: Wow, that's a question there. I know. Uh, Is it Steve Kerr?
0: It's Steve Kerr, number one, definitely. Uh, I like this one, though. Which head coach makes the best in-game adjustments?
1: Ooh, that's a fun question. In-game adjustments. It's not Doc Rivers.
0: It's it's not out of, it's not out of bounds plays, Drew. It's not best out of bounds plays
1: Uh, in game adjustments. Is it Taylor Jenkins?
0: No, it is Ty at 55%. Oh
1: yeah. That's cool. uh,
0: Most the, the team most fun to watch golden state got 52% of the votes. Uh best home court advantage. This is a weird one. Toronto, Toronto Raptors, 21%. And Utah Jazz mm. is still in this 14% of the votes they got. No, that's uh, the only
1: thing to do in Utah.
0: This one, okay. Th- I promise this will be the last one. <laughs> this will be fun to ask what you think. Which player is the best passer in the NBA? Oh, Jokic. Joker, number one, yeah. 72%. Of the votes, yeah. Luca and Chris Paul tied for number two.
1: Those are the only uh, only other two that need to be on that list is those two guys.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm done with these lists because they get like some of these questions. Which team's level of success this season is toughest to predict? Like, come on, bro. Brooklyn Nets. Lakers. Lakers you know, La- and Nets. Lakers are, <laughs> Lakers are number two at 18% and Brooklyn Nets, number one. Uh, that's a pretty Philly. hard.
1: <laughs> those are all teams that are, we have no clue how good or bad they're going to be.
0: No, I thought that was fun though. I love it when they when they do this poll. This poll, um, it is fun.
1: They need to switch up the position questions though. Those, I mean, because if you're if you're if Luke is on four of the fucking five <laughs> position
0: lists, that's like that's not okay. <laughs> it, it shouldn't be that way. The only one Luke is not on <laughs> it's is It's got to be guard,
1: forward, center. What's up?
0: I said the only one he's not on is centers, which is which interesting. Is centers, yeah. Um. <laughs> So the win total odds were out as well. I wanted to spend actually a lot of time on this, but I know we don't have that much time, but I want to bring up a couple of these drew you down to go through a few of these. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. I, I think the number one shocked me drew and it's Boston Celtics at 53 and a half that the, they have the best odds at winning 50 or their odds of winning 53 and a half games. I'm shocked, especially with everything that came out this past week. You and I really aren't sold on them right now. I'm, up, uh, I'm
1: about to call Midwest max and have them put a bet on that one on that the they, under,
0: on the under 53, right? Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah. Think, I mean, I think 53, so it's definitely doable. It's doable for them, but that's, uh, with, with all the, the new stuff going on in there, all it takes is a, you know, a roll of the ankle for Tatum or Brown. And that number becomes completely out of reach. And then of course the, like the whirlwind of, uh, Yudoka, uh, you know, hanging the cloud. That cloud is, is going to be over their head the entire season. That's not going to go away, unfortunately, for them. But, they, you know, they're a talented team. They did really well at the back end of last year. I don't think they're going to reach 54 wins, though.
0: I don't either. I, I'm I'm selling that one. Milwaukee came in second with 52 and a half. I'm over on that. I'm fine with the 52 and a half. I think they can do it. Uh, I don't think there's really a question about it. I think they're going to be yeah. right
1: there at the end. That's 53 and 29. Mm-hmm. That's that's an over. I would also bang the
0: over on that one. Phoenix Suns, 52 and a half. Under. I am too. They had 60 wins last year. I don't see it happening this year. I'm really not sold on Phoenix, man. I'm not. I think it's the another,
1: losses... another franchise in, in with some turmoil, man. Yeah. They had a lot of shit go on the offseason. It's not going to be easy for them to repeat what they did last two seasons.
0: I think so too. And I, I, I'd i be taking the under on that. Uh, Clippers came in on uh, the fourth spot with 52 and a half like the Phoenix Suns. And in all honesty, Drew, I think we're going to be under, uh, I, th- I would love to say that we're going to be a 60 win season for us. I think we're fully capable of doing it. But yeah. when you look at, I, we have 15 back to backs, that means I'm pretty much guaranteed Kawhi's not playing 15 games and probably six of those 15 Paul George ain't playing either. So uh, I think we are fully capable of winning 60 games. This isn't me. Uh, uh, thinking the Clippers aren't good enough to win sixty games or to win fifty two and fifty three games. I think we totally can do that. I think we're going to be right around. We were forty two and forty last season without anybody. Pretty much, Paul George gone fifty games. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on the Clippers with a hard with a hard press on. I think we're going to have a fifty win season.
1: Yeah, this one I don't want to touch. This one, this one, this one's so hard to predict. Really, like I I I would feel comfortable either way. Like, like you could talk me into over or under very easily because again you know the fragility of your stars is is certainly on display like as we've seen so and then it's all revolving around that that's why the over-unders are so tough because you never you can't you can't predict who's going to get injured and who's not but uh that one i would not just i wouldn't wager anything on it i know it's <laughs> that a, it's one. A- I, i'm not i'm not placing a bet
0: I know it's a tough one. I think, again, I think we're fully capable of winning. I think again, in the West, I don't know how many games you're going to have to win to get home court advantage. And I think that's the goal for the Clippers is Mm -hmm. a, to be healthy and to go into the playoffs with, with home court advantage. And again, you know, having a winning season last year, 42 and 40 is a miracle considering everything we had to go through, but I would take the under on that with a hard press on 50, 50 win season, uh, golden state at 51 and a half. I'm fine with it. I think I would take an over.
1: I think over sounds good there. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, if, if they're going to do, if they're going to have the same type of rotation, like they, they added, by the way, like under the radar acquisition, Jermichael Green is now on the Warriors. I was going to
0: say it. I was going to say it. Uh,
1: dude, they keep adding really good. They Like their, their under-the-radar pickups are so solid. Like that GM up there, bro, it, he just nails it every year. Bob Myers, I mean, tip of the cap, buddy. Uh, yeah, that's an over for me. I would feel pretty comfortable banging the over on that one.
0: Over 51 and a half. Um, I'm going to bring up a couple more. Philly, 50 and a half. They got to win 51 games.
1: That's also a stay away. I think I would be, I I would, if I had, if you made me bet, I would bet over uh, because Harden looks fantastic uh, as far as the shape that he's in. And I'm just going to go with that momentum, but that, that one's also a stay away.
0: Philly and Brooklyn are both 50 and a half, and I can't call it. I literally okay. can't.
1: the Brooklyn ones, the same thing. It's like the, whatever the Lakers and Brooklyn numbers are. I'm not I'm not touching that. I mean, I, unless the Lakers are super high if the
0: where, what what's the Lakers? We're over? gonna we're gonna get to them next. I want to okay. make a comment though. I'm more comfortable saying Philly wins 51 games than yes. I am Brooklyn winning 51 games. Yes, in personal opinion. I again I think this is revenge season for Harden. I think he's bought in. I think he's going to be huge. Even seeing Maxi yesterday, we forgot that they got yep. P.J. Tucker. These guys know how to win, and uh, I like it. So gun to my head, I'm taking Philly at 51 wins. Brooklyn, don't want to touch it.
1: Yep, same.
0: Um, all right, we'll go to your Lakers then, man. We got Lakers at 45 and a half. You got to win 46 games. Gun to your head, Drew. You got to put. You have to put under. your whole 401k on this, your whole 401k.
1: If I have to do it, I'm going under.
0: Under forty five, under forty six.
1: Yeah, forty five. Like, what's that? Forty five and thirty. Forty five and thirty seven. Forty five and thirty seven. Forty four and thirty eight. That it. That that sounds actually relatively good. Like, that's a good result for us. <laughs> you know, like if we hit forty five wins, I'll be happy. Uh, but I, it's I just don't. They, this is another. They got to prove it. I'm staying away from any numbers that they have out there. What's what? But the one I'm most curious about is like, what's Minnesota?
0: So that was the next one I wanted to bring up because I'm really I'm I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. They're at 48 and a half. Um, and I don't know if I want to touch this. I had an interesting stat. That's
1: a good number. That's a really good number from Vegas odds there. I. That's a tough number.
0: It is because we don't know. Right. Yeah. Like just, I have no idea. I, I, I had a fun fact, though, about regarding the Timberwolves last year. How many lobs do you think they caught last year? Minnesota oh Timberwolves. What do you think? Uh,
1: uh, well, let's think about this. Who do they have on the squad that can bang out? They got McDaniel's. Obviously, they got uh, mm-hmm. Ant
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they, and Cat can catch a few lobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nas Reed can catch a couple. Uh I'm I, I'm gonna say it's uh. Well, it's, I I don't know what the league average is. Just give is, me a number.
0: Just give me 100, a dream 100.
1: number. A hundred. Five. Yeah, there we
0: go. They had five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Rudy Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert had 86 on his own. Yeah, there year. we go. They had 5. So, yeah. you know, you know my wet dream with with pick and rolls and I'd listen, I love Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll. If they could figure this shit out, it could really work. I don't know what to call on 48 and a half. Are they going to win 50 games? What is the play-in number going to be in the West, right? Are you going right. to have to win 50 games to be in a freaking play-in?
1: Well, according to us, the answer should be no because we have only one guy, only one team that's that's close to the the high fifties. Uh, I think because of the competition around the league, because of the competition around the league, it the, it's going to be really hard to get a team into the sixty win category this year. Uh, I think high fifties is a really good number for like the top two teams in each conference, mm-hmm. uh, and so it, with that in mind, I think I would I would bang the under on this if I had to. I also just think they're going to have some growing pains like Gobert is a is a nice piece, but you got to work around him, you know, uh, and, and you're going to adjust. You need to adjust with him on the court, uh, unlike anything that they've had to adjust before. So I, I think that adjustment period will eat up some of those losses in the early portion of the season. Uh, my guess is. That's a good number. I I think high forties uh, high forties win total for them makes a lot of sense. But I I pegged in my spicy takes. I pegged them for not making the top six seeds in the West, and Minnesota. so that number kind of falls in line with with what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, uh, I know. I don't I don't know what to call. I mean, we're Clippers are going to see them Monday or Sunday. I'm curious to see how that lineup looks. Uh, I know Ant Edwards has been in the gym. I know he's put on some muscle. And I know he's ready to, uh, you know, have a really great year. I just don't know, again, who's the alpha on the team? Whose team is this? You know, for damn sure, Rudy thinks that in some in some weird universe, he it's his team now. Carl definitely thinks it's his team now. And you don't have a guy like Patrick Beverly that's going to bring everybody down to earth and tell you exactly what you are and who you are to this team. I want Anthony Edwards to be that guy. I think he needs to recognize that he is the man on this team and they're going to go as far as he can take them. I personally think I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I, you know what, if I'm going to, if I was a betting man, I would bet under and Vegas is so good at this. Yeah. That uh, I I would take the under on that.
1: Yeah. And then there was also uh, rumors. I don't know. I don't know how factual this is that, that cat lost a shit ton of weight the last couple of weeks from, from an illness, non COVID related illness. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case too, that means he's going to have to ramp up. Right. And we still have whatever it's fuck. We got like three weeks, maybe mm-hmm. two weeks really before the season gets underway. So if that also is a part of the buildup process, then I do think the under is, is a good number to, to, so wager, you know, a few, a few ducats on.
0: Uh, let's go with the lower, the lower guys right now. Oh boy. Well, we were, we've been high on the Pistons, right? We were talking about all the moves that they made and like mm-hmm. what their front office has done. And they're, they're listed at 29 and a half. So they got to win 30 games this year. I think they're fully capable. To win 30, 30 and 52. Games. I, yeah. yeah,
1: I think they can, I think they can beat that number.
0: I think so too. I'm, I'm with them on that. The magic 26 and a half. Can they win 27 games this year? I think no. they will. You don't think they, you no. don't think they can do it? <laughs> no, I don't think even so. Even if, <laughs> even if, even if Bowl Bowl is coming to play this, season? oh,
1: hey, if Bowl Bowl has the breakout season that everyone's hoping for, then, then uh, the sky is the limit. But I, I definitely still think they're in the bottom six for me this year.
0: Yeah, so that then we got to go right into Utah. Utah, 24 and a half. They got to win 25 games. I watched them. Oh, I think it was boy. against Memphis the other night. And, man, yeah. besides Lowry, besides him, bro. Marking in? Yeah. Besides yeah. him, I don't know where they're going to get buckets because it ain't from Sexton. I Clark- don't know, Clarkson? Bro. If he's coming off the bench, I guess. And they're going to, you know, at some point during the season. It's going to back- be
1: Colin. Colin's going to shoot. Colin Sexton's is going to shoot a lot of shots. That guy's going to jack. 25 shots a game, but, but uh, yeah, I think that's an under, but that's the 24 is a great number for them to throw out there. Cause that's a terrible season. That is, that is just a God awful season. Uh, so it's, it's probably right on the number for me. Like if they finished with 24, 25 wins, I would not be shocked somewhere right in there.
0: Hey, Aaron Judge just hit the 60-second home run. Way to go, Aaron Judge. Look just at fun. AJ. There you AJ. go. Sorry it's
1: baseball, but man. Congrats, Aaron Judge. Man, that's a, rec- a- record that isn't actually a
0: record. Well done, buddy. <laughs> uh, it's great. Sorry to get off off topic. So jazz not winning 25. OKC at 23 and a half you're not getting that either i don't think I don't think they're gonna i get would 24. go
1: over that I think I would go over 23 just because shea 24
0: you have to go you have to have 24 wins
1: yeah and I think I think the, when they decide to sit shea will really depend on how many wins they get because I think with him on the court you could probably get to 25 wins but uh or 24 wins mm-hmm. but uh you know they they're really good at making him go like sit out for a month or two
0: months so well, SGA is already—he's hurt right now. Yeah, and then they—you know—there's been rumors about the possibility of moving on from SGA, which I think is just ridiculous because you got to see what this core can can do, and he's committed. To he the wants extension. to keep
1: that job for thirty years, so he's going to get another seven draft picks for Shea. I get it.
0: That's fine, and you're 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 totally you're totally right. There's a lot of NBA teams that will take SGA, but he did sign. Oh yeah, extension. he did say that he wants to stay there, uh, but you know, another season of rebuilding, can get
1: old. Portland, go trade for Shea Gilgis Alexander Portland do it.
0: and then Portland, you might get to 36 wins this year if you get if you get SGA. who knows? It'd be All great right. to
1: see him play a whole season.
0: <laughs> last but not least, do the San Antonio Spurs over or under 22 and a half
1: Oh, yeah, they are no, not they're, pretty. they are not, not pretty. This is so hard, man. I've been, I what I have been my, I've been resting on the fact that they're not going to finish dead last. Because of Popovich and the fact that he doesn't know how to lose like this, uh, and it's true. Like each year, they continue to like kind of squeak into the play-in, and they don't go quietly and help themselves out in the draft. But I do think the prize at the end of this tunnel for this particular NBA season being Wembo Slice. I am. I'm turning a corner. Clips, you've been on it for a while, but I'm turning onto the corner you're standing on. I would love to see Wembo go to San Antonio, learn from the great Popovich, get Timmy D in there. That would be awesome. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping that they finished last. I have no fucking clue how many wins they're going to get though. They're not good.
0: They're, they're not good at all. And if you want to see Wembo, he's, he's playing G league at night tonight. Yep. Uh, ESPN too, which should be an interesting game to watch, but yeah. Him back to the Spurs.
1: Him and Scoot yeah. Henderson, right?
0: Yeah. The yeah. number one and two right now. Those are the guys. Yeah. Um, really quick on the spurs. Like I've never seen Popovich so uninspired going into a season, like his comments and press conferences have just been gold. Yeah. And I'm here
1: for the paycheck.
0: I'm just here for the check. And I know he's bullshitting a little bit. I mean, he's he's still going to be coaching, but you know that they want, um, they definitely want Wimbo over there. And I think, I think, I think we're all going to be shocked at what team actually gets the number one pick, right? Like we're always under, well, this, this is un- the
1: thing. All they have to do is be in the bottom three. Right. All they have to do is be in the bottom three, and everyone at that point has the best odds, which is also why those over unders for the bottom teams are so tricky because they, they don't have, they, they can keep winning a couple games as long as they're staying within that bottom three.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, it's really hard to call who's going to have the most or like the least wins in that sense. Uh, but as, as we've seen, man, that bottom three does not guarantee you uh, a one, two, or three pick. So it'll not be a, a hell of a, a, it'll be, it'll probably be the most watched uh draft night uh lottery 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 night not and draft maybe maybe draft night too but the lottery night in a in a while
0: oh i am i am fully diving into san antonio being the worst team in the nBA when jakob perdle is your best player on the team we got some we got some issues man i
1: i'm totally there with you bro i mean josh Richardson's probably, honestly Josh Richardson's probably their best player
0: <laughs> that's not saying much Joe. no it's not <laughs> All right, let's get final thoughts. We have NBA games to watch tonight, Drew. I need your final thought. Give me one. Okay, final
1: thought. Um, uh, your boy, the reigning champion of my fantasy football league, started the season 3-0 and flying high, highest scoring team in the league once again, and last week my entire team shit to bed. I had one touchdown for all of my players, all of my players, and and – Lamar Jackson is my quarterback. I am a genius. I know. I know. I did it again. I have Lamar Jackson. I got Stefan Diggs, and I got Saquon Barkley, all on my team. And those were all top three. They were one ranked number one in each of their positions in fantasy football. And Clips, I got, I got shystead last week. So this final thought is mostly about me venting. I need to get this off my chest because my wife is sick and tired of me complaining and yeah. yelling at the TV about my fantasy football team. So I got to do it to all y'all, and I apologize. Lamar Jackson, Stefan Diggs, Saquon Barkley, fucking Khalil Herbert. Uh, Debo Samuel had a good game for me, That so I had two touchdowns. But that was Monday night, and I was already losing by 40 points. Let's pick it up here. What are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? Okay, let's get in the end zone. Josh, throw my guy the ball. Throw Stefan Diggs the ball, baby. He comes down with it. He goes to the end zone with it. Lamar Jackson, What? What was that? All right. That's my final thought. Let's go. It, new week. We're firing back up. I'm three and one. I'm, I'm second in the league now. I've lost my number one ranking in my Ooh. league. I hate it. We're bouncing back
0: next week. Let's go. Let's go. Drew, Miami Sharks. The, the title chances are diminishing. What's going on, bro? You got to defend your chip. I'm, I'm three and one, and there's only one other three
1: and one team. I'm pretty confident still. I still have the best team in the league. It's not a, without a doubt, but I can't have another drought like that shit again.
0: Well, at least you Let's didn't go, have. Boys. At least you didn't have Tua, man. I don't even want to talk about that situation. That's, oh, that's just...
1: what a travesty that was! Those guys need to be fired. Somebody fires somebody. Fire all of them. Well, some. Well, the, one of the doctors did get fired, so good. that's good news. But two steps yeah, back. That was that was atrocious. Atrocious.
0: So while you went to fantasy football, I'm going so mm. far off the board, Drew. So far off the board right now, but this was something that I I felt needed to be talked about. Do the names Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon bring up anything for you? Do, do those mean anything to you? Uh,
1: is one of them Frank Kaminsky's brother? No. Then no.
0: Yeah. Uh, I did not either. Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon. All right. These two guys are like the bad boys of angling, of fishing. Okay. Whoa. Okay. These, these guys have been winning money, boats, hundreds of thousands of dollars, 300K brand new boats these it's a big deal in the angling community is, I'm is, not are these part of, are these
1: like bass fishermen are we talking deep sea fishermen these what are, we, are, wa- what are we walleye
0: about? walleye fishing okay. okay and it's a big deal so at the lake erie walleye fishing tournament this past weekend these guys won again right now the reason is, why so i'm bringing a team this,
1: they're like a they're like a duo
0: they decided to team up and i'm you're going to understand why in a minute uh they decided to be a team and like i guess it's a big deal to like you know, uh, go halves on taxes and on boats and on uh, gas for the boats and all this thing. Like you find your team. I don't know the ins and outs of competitive fishing. I don't either. know. But I found this really interesting. Now, again, these guys have won. They've been winning tournaments, hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're a big deal, right? And so they just won, again, the Lake Erie Walleye Fishing Tournament. And these these walleye fish or whatever, their average weight is always... Four or five pounds, right? And these guys pulled in whatever. I didn't see their their total haul or whatever. But you know what? This and when you get your fish, they come in and get weighed, and they come in to get weighed. And these fish are weighing like seven, eight pounds, right? And the guy running the show is like, "Yo, something's up. Something's up with this." So he opens up the fish. There is lead balls in the fish. These guys Jeez. have been st- listen to this, bro. They got the. F- I want everybody to go to the video. Just Google Chase Kaminsky and Jacob Runyon. All right. Now listen, bro. They, they did. They did. They gutted these fish in front of the tournament people. Okay. Yeah. Not only were there weights in the fish, balls, lead weights in the fish. They also genius stuffed them with filleted fish. Okay. And oh. the re- the reason why you stuff them is because. Uh, if you if you only put the weights in, you can hear the weights banging inside rattling these around, fish. man. These dudes got this is the scandal of the century. Oh, my God. These got and bro. One. I don't know if it was Chase or it was Jacob. As soon as it happened, he went and locked himself in the truck. Can you imagine the the think about the people that are at these fishing tournaments, bro? Okay. Dude, This
1: is cool runnings. This is cool runnings all over again. They put the weights in the front of the bobsled, bro. They, this is, this, you can't do that. This is John okay. Candy shit.
0: Can you imagine the people that are doing these fishing tournaments and fishing next to fighting and boxing is probably the oldest fish in the history or is the oldest sport in the history of mankind was catching fish. Right. It's a big deal. And there is a lot of sponsors and money involved. It's like I'm not saying it's like NASCAR or anything like that, but there is a lot of money involved. Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Bass Pro Shop exists because of that. (laughs) Right. And so one of them runs and sits in the truck. And wow. oh, and then one of them takes it like a champ. He's standing there, and this this mob of people was like was re- I'm surprised these guys did not get their ass kicked. How long you been doing this for fucking yeah. champ? I how long They're you gonna been get doing sued. this? Oh, oh, the police are getting involved, bro. Wow. And I was so sh- I want you to, I'll send you the link when I'm done. But I'm what like, a you scandal. know what? What a scam, what scam artists, too, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like dude that's so fucked up (laughs) it's what it's so messed up bro and they're gutting these fish in front of you and these bro every fish that they opened the the crowd just gets angrier and angrier and angrier and this i don't know if it's chase or jake but he was taking it on the chin dude i'm surprised that they that these guys didn't get their ass kicked man um it it was a shock to me. Fuck and those ad.
1: guys, dude. I mean, but also, like, how did the how did the judges just think to do this? Like, how are they not doing I, this from, forever? From the this article- is like
0: a catch and release thing. <laughs> no, from the articles that I read, people have been saying because you. It's not like um it's like corking your bat. Well, okay, yeah, I guess, but like nobody was really suspect of Sammy or Mark Agui- Mark McGuire corking their bat because they hit home runs. Like they do this all the time. Now when. When other, I don't, again, I don't know fishing, but like these guys, you're not supposed to win like back to back tournaments. Like it's not about. Right, Cause it's how, so random. How do you. Like, so yeah. The, the, like, okay. You're a great. I don't know how you become a great fisherman because <laughs> it's basically up to the fish to choose exactly. like if they bite your lure or not. Right. So the way I'm looking at it is like everything i read they, they this team has specifically won like three over 300k that's a lot of money for fishing oh
1: and those idiots
0: i know and in the last tournament they won this like crazy boat and i think there was rumors that something had to be up like something had to be going on but to be uh that petty and that uh conniving to put weights in the fish i thought it was something that we should have brought up
1: i mean that's that's some evil genius type shit though clips i gotta say it's pretty it's pretty ingenious uh but uh, I, I i i have to i have to say that it makes no sense that these judges are now just opening the fish because i just maybe i'm uh you know uh, a little cynical individual i would if i'm losing to these guys time after i'm like cut open the fish that, that's the first thing i'm saying after they win their second tournament i'm like let me hold that fish you know something's happening here why are these fish where this fish ate a bunch of boba like why, what's well, happening here like well, how th- are they not doing that on every tournament it doesn't make I, any sense to me
0: i think it's based on the weight of fish that you catch that's how you win these tournaments it's not necessarily no, obviously but my point is like how are the judges not looking for this right <laughs> or maybe this is something new maybe this hasn't happened before i don't know but it's my it, God. Is, it is deflate gate all over wow this thing, this thing is a scandal and I'm going to be staying up with it because I want to see what happens. Like, are they going to get arrested? They're going to have to get money
1: back They're, I think they're going to get sued. They're probably going to have to give forfeit some of that money uh, or maybe that boat. They got to, they got to auction off that boat and then give it to their competition, spread it evenly around amongst the people that lost.
0: Just go to YouTube, everybody, and type in the Lake Erie fishing tournament. Cause wow. it was, it was badass. And I know that's far off of basketball, but it is what it is. That's my final thought. Don't be a cheater. How about that, man? How about that? Don't be a cheater. Don't be a fucking cheater. All right. Basketball season is starting, you guys. We got a couple more preseason games. We're going to be back shortly, really quick. Uh, I'm pissed off that Spotify has a chokehold on us and we're not allowed to play music because if I could right now, I would be playing Coolio RIP. It's not Fantastic Voyage. It's not Gangster's Paradise. It is See You When You Get There uh featuring 40 thieves that is my favorite coolio song hmm. so rip bang it for your boys it's the follow through with clips and drew and we're ghost you know what it is, you know what it is.